Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Suzanne Devitt lost her sight unexpectedly on a night out and in a truly horrific manner. Joining me now to tell us more about her story is Suzanne herself. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining us here in RNIB Connect Radio today. No problem. I'm delighted to be here. Now, we have quite a disturbing story here. I just have to to warn people of that uh, before we start, because you lost your sight in an absolutely horrific way. I know you still get a little bit of sight, but tell us what actually happened to you, Suzanne, because you were out celebrating New Year's Eve when something extraordinary happened. Um, A young girl who would have been taking drugs and drink attacked me. And she stood on my face with her stiletto heels, which then tore through my face just under my left eye and damaged my sight from from there. Four of the six eye muscles were cut through, which left the eye turning in on itself and it's left me with double vision since. It's just unthinkable. It really, really is, Suzanne. That moment obviously was life-changing for you and I believe that you were an inch away from your brain I mean an inch and and you would have been dead yes the doctors had said half an inch up and it was through my eye and into my brain which would have killed me um they sent me home from hospital and told me that I wasn't allowed to bend over or sweep the floors um I wasn't allowed to blow my nose and not to sneeze because I had a group of blood clots at the back of the eye, which if ruptured, the biggest one would have killed me anyway. So it was it was a difficult time. It was difficult to come to terms with. You had, well, I had the fact that I was now more or less blinded in one eye and then the aftermath of the assault itself to deal with as well and learning how to cope with a new way of life. It was just very all at one time. Of course. How did it affect your other eye? My other eye is now starting to turn. It's it's turning in on itself because it is actually doing the work of the two eyes. I can't read with my left eye. I can't um I I can walk outside but I can't stand bright lights. The sun really, really hurts. So if I'm reading or doing research, it's the right eye that does the double work. So now that's starting to turn on itself and that's getting damaged as well, slowly. So you were left, this was 11 years ago, you were left with practically no sight in one eye. Uh, Your other eye is now affected. You're left in a terrible, terrible state because you still suffer with post-traumatic stress don't you yeah yeah it it can it can form in any way (laughs) with the double vision I find it very difficult to see where steps are or I can't tell the depth of perception I I don't know how deep the steps are and I can take panic attacks it's it's part of the post-traumatic stress disorders um when I get out and there's a lot of people around me or I'm in a small confined space I just panic and that's that's another side effect of what happened. This was totally unprovoked as well, wasn't it? I mean, you were just minding your own business. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, it's one of those, I'm kind of the face, I'm kind of the face of everybody else's nightmare. This is what can happen to somebody and this is the aftermath of the way they're left. And it's something that you don't want to happen to somebody that you know and you care for. I, I just want people to know that outside of that, you can survive and you can actually work through it. Well, we'll go on to talk a little bit later on about some of the amazing things that you've done. But I know from being 19 years old and having the world at my feet, you know, a career, all this kind of stuff, to to go from that and all of a sudden in the space of two weeks I lost my sight but I was due to diabetes so although it was very sudden I still had a health condition where I knew that it was always a possibility whereas to go out for a night out particularly New Year's Eve where there's so many revelers a time where people are in high spirits and happy because they're ringing in the new year this must have just absolutely plunged you into such a deep depression for something so unexpected and horrific to happen so suddenly. Um, yeah, yeah, it did. I would have lost five years of my life. I would lock myself in the house. I wouldn't answer the door to people. I didn't want to see people. I didn't want to talk to people. Um, I couldn't look in the mirror. All my mirrors were removed from the house. I would have basically lost five complete years through depression. Um, I tried suicide and it didn't work. Um, I just I just didn't want to be there anymore. I felt useless as a person. The depression had got really, really bad with me. And it was just a very, very hard time and a very hard thing to come to terms with. And I sit down now and I think, I lost all of those years. But um, you see, I was angry. I was angry over what had happened to me and I was resentful. But then I started realizing that the only person I was hurting with being angry and resentful was actually myself. It was making me sicker. Do you know, this is the thing. You do go through a grieving process. I imagine it would be slightly different depending on how you lost your sight, uh, how you cope with things. But I know that I went through the grieving process. I went through the anger. I went through the pretending to cope phase. I went through the depression. I went through the nervous breakdown. You know, I went through every stage before I came to the acceptance stage. And that took a long time. I was denying for such a long time that I was a blind person as far as I was concerned. Suzanne, I was just a sighted girl trapped inside this blind girl's body and I didn't particularly want to go on either. But, you know, there is something that suddenly takes over. You know, for a lot of us, thank goodness, we suddenly come to a realisation that this is it and we can either sink or we can swim. You know, you, you reach rock bottom, you can only go so far down and then you can go no further. You've only got one option and that is to go up the way. Otherwise, it is game over. I always think that, you know, with many things in my life and losing my sight is, is just one of many kind of traumas that I've been through. But I tell you, I have almost destroyed myself over the years trying to come to terms with things that have happened in my life, getting angry about the past, 
dredging things up that I can do nothing about and being angry at the people who have hurt me. And, you know, it just suddenly dawned on me in recent years, actually, that only a fool trips over what's behind them. And you cannot change what's happened in the past. You just have to accept what is there for you and forget about what isn't there. That's easy for me to say. I lost my sight due to a health condition. I think, you know, for you to be sitting here talking about this so pragmatically to me is so incredibly inspirational. I, I, you know, can't even imagine what it must be like to be in your shoes. Oh, I wouldn't know where to start. (laughs) I understand what you're saying. I've always told people, if you cannot forgive the person who has done you harm, Forgive the situation. That is one step. And it's part of getting through the grieving process. That grieving process is you're grieving for the person that you used to be. You've lost that person and you have to leave that person and realize that that person is now dead. You are a new person and you can either allow the situation make you become bitter or you can allow it make you become better. In my case, I chose I wanted to be better than the person I was before. It's not easy. It's by far not easy to do it. But with work and with you keeping your head and saying, yes, this is the way I'm going, get a dream. I've always had a dream and I've always held on to that. And that is one thing that has kept me going. I worked towards re-educating myself and I put my goals like stepping stones across a river. I haven't got to the far bank yet, but I'm a good bit across that river and each stepping stone is another goal and I keep working to the next one and then the next one and that's what gives you a purpose. Exactly. And, you know, who knows, maybe we never reach the other side. Maybe there is just, you know, life is a series of stepping stones, but each stepping stone that you do hit is a milestone and an achievement and the next one's a target. And that's the way, you know, I always keep hoping for the future. I really do. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you and, and you're talking about, you know, you didn't want to be bitter, you wanted to be better. And that's a profound statement in itself, because This girl that assaulted you and left you in a state of visual impairment for the rest of your life, left you with life-changing disabilities, she got two years. Suspended sentence. Yeah. How do you cope with that? I kind of don't think about it. Um, I leave karma do that. If I was to sit down and cope with that or mull it over, it would just make me sick. The court system didn't take care of it the way it should have done. But there's nothing we can say that their hands are tied. That's what I was saying to you. At one stage, I did feel angry. I did feel resentful and I did feel hatred over the situation and over the way I was left. But if I didn't let go of all those negative feelings, I was going to be really, really sick. I was going to stay sick and I was not going to make myself better. So it's not something I wanted. I did not want to be that bitter old woman at the end of my life. I wanted something better for myself. 
So I forgave the situation. And it's kind of hard because I've only recently split up with my ex-partner. And when we would be out, it would be him that would say he wanted to kill her. He wanted to get her. He wanted to do this to her. And I would be sitting there thinking, hang on. It was my sight, my face. I'm not angry over this anymore. Why should you be? So I stopped him doing that and I stopped people around me doing that. I, I say, look, this is me and I've dealt with that. It's in the past. It's like you were saying, you have to leave it in the past because if you keep dragging that back up, you're just going to get sick. Absolutely. Do you know, you've no idea the number of people that I've spoken to that will say that maybe a family relative or a father-in-law or a mother-in-law or whoever that person close might be to the actual individual that has lost their sight for whatever reason, they kind of take it on as their own tragedy and they build it up to be their own tragedy. And actually, sometimes you feel like you are the victim when you really don't feel like the victim anymore you know you've been a victim but you've kind of gone past that stage and it's other people that are kind of dramatizing the situation for their own tragedy so I get what you mean when you say that yeah yeah it's it that's the hardest part we have to just because we have a disability we cannot let that disability define us we have to define our disability we can still be independent and we can show people around us that we are independent and it's up to us no matter what dis disability we would have it is up to us to say to people look this is the line you don't cross it um let me try out something new if i'm trying something new let me try it and let me see how far i can go before i have to ask for help we have to stop people wanting to come in and take control because they do. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They, they do try to help you and they do try it out of the goodness of their own heart. But you're never going to be independent enough unless you see how far you can manage and say to the people in a nice way, look, I'm fine. I'm coping with this. I just need to know how far I can go with this new project. If I need help, I'll ask you. That's how we get our independence. It is indeed. It really is. And actually, you have taken your experience and you have turned it around to try and help others, haven't you? Because this did happen to you when you were living in the south of Ireland. You're now living in the north of Ireland and you didn't really find much in the way of support groups, did you? No. When, when I was living down south, there's quite a lot of Facebook support pages for visually impaired and blind people. And we could join them. And then when I was, when I moved to Lurgan, um, the college course I was meant to do collapsed. So I was left here with nothing. And I went looking for support pages for people like me that had, had an impairment like me. But I found absolutely nothing. I tried the internet and Anybody with two good eyes would tell you that trying to search through Google is confusing enough. So I set up my own pages. And that's just an incredible thing to do, really. It is taking off, isn't it? Yeah, I've got six pages for Northern Ireland now, one for each of the counties, because that way it makes 
if you're in County Down, it makes it easier just to read what the news for County Down or what's going on in County Down. The same for County Fermanagh and Antrim and the rest of the counties. The numbers are slowly growing. The pages are open to anybody, really. What I want to try and do is I want to break the isolation that's out there. Um, an awful lot of people find that they're being that they're isolated. They don't have people to talk to because they're visually impaired. But with the the advancement of technology, an awful lot more blind and visually impaired people are starting to use Facebook and Twitter. And there is an opening there. So I want to try and help the local community groups that are already established and the local support groups that are up and running to help visually impaired and blind people. If they're not able to post on Facebook, I want to be able to post on their behalf and get their news out and let them let people know what they're doing for their their peop the people in their areas. And this was my dream. Earlier on in the conversation I said to you I had a dream that I, I held on to and I just kept going for it. My dream was to actually turn what happened to me around. I wanted to take something bad and turn it into something good. And these support pages are just that. This is me giving back. If I can touch one person out there and say, look, if I can survive this, if I can get through it, if I can improve my life, so can you. That is such an amazing attitude to have. It really is. And, you know, I've often said myself, if there's anything, any little tiny bit of information that I can give or somebody like yourself that's appeared on RNIB Connect Radio can, can help anyone with, even if it's just the smallest thing, then, you know, my journey with sight loss certainly feels as if it hasn't been in vain. It's part of my job that I feel so incredibly humbled by. It really is. And I'm so incredibly lucky to be inspired every day by people like yourself, Suzanne. And I'm, I'm so grateful for you joining me here on RNIB Connect Radio today. If anybody wants to look at your pages or find out more, what is the best way to do it? You type in the county name. There's the El Derry, Derry page. Um, the Armagh page, the Antrim page, the Tyrone page, the Fermanagh page and the Down page. It's basically type in the county name and then visually impaired persons social group. And obviously these pages are fully accessible and it's available to you in Northern Ireland. So please, if you are struggling at all or you want to just get together and meet like-minded people, other people with visual impairments, because that's what we're all about here at RNIB as well, connecting people and making sure that we're ending the isolation for people with visual impairment because we can all help each other. The pages, if I may say so, the pages are also closed to group members. It means then... If you want to talk on the page, you talk to the group members and nobody else sees it. So your privacy is guaranteed. Suzanne Devitt, you're an inspiring, incredible lady. Thank you so much for joining us here on RNIB Connect Radio today and the very, very best of luck with the future. Thank you very much for having me and thank you for helping me get the news out there that the pages are there. 
For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.